Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. All right, uh, five fifty-six. We got Jay Block here. Uh, they don't even. They called him John Block this morning. <laughs> that's his cousin. John, John Block, how are you? I guess you're running for governor, according to the reports. I mean, this is like literally every erroneous thing. You've got to do the uh, the county commission first. How are you? I'm doing great. And uh, I did see that Joe corrected his yeah, mistake, did. except did. Uh, I think he still spelled the word he with uh, two E's. So. He. <laughs> you must be watching. Yeah, I don't know where they got that information from about my name in there, but. Uh, okay. Well, I, I, I told him he's got to correct it uh, first thing this morning. Yeah, I, I saw think, your Facebook uh, post. Thank you. Video. Yeah, you're well. You're, you're most welcome. All right, three minutes. Tell us all about uh, that uh, the big run uh, that you have uh, that you're doing. And thanks for checking in with us. Sorry we missed you last week, but uh, you've been out uh, pounding the pavements, knocking and walking. Yep, uh, debates. Uh, we had the Chamber of Commerce debate. I think you saw that, Eddie. Yep. I also had the New Mexico Business Coalition interview, which my opponent failed to show up for. Uh, she we, doesn't like business. Well, not just that, but she doesn't like it when she doesn't get the questions in advance. So uh, oh, that was okay. that was the issue. But uh, Carl has done a great job uh, doing a lot of interviews, but a lot of Democrats are not uh, taking her up on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, running for re-election, uh, feeling really good. A lot of signs out there, Rio Rancho Corrales. Uh, we have a lot of volunteers uh, that are running around uh, my district in Rio Rancho and Corrales. All right. And uh, I'm I'm much, much happier in 2020 than I was in 2016 when I see the enthusiasm uh, for the party uh, across the board, up and down the ticket. Well, I got to tell you, I just uh, it it must have felt good watching the president who you met and you greeted when he came uh, here into town. uh, Watch out, walk out of Walter Reed medical facility, a place that you're very familiar with because it is a military medical facility. Yeah, I've been there when I was at the Pentagon. I I had to go there for uh, skin cancer. That's it. I just want. To... <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm doing great. Eddie. Okay, pretty yeah. healthy. Uh, Chrissy here next to me. Make sure I, I'm doing uh, my. Hi, uh... hi, Chrissy. Oh, yeah. There we go. We got to get you. Oh, we don't have you on the, the mic. Uh-huh. Saying hello. Oh, when I think of Chrissy, uh, you remember Three's Company? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She was a blonde, but my Chrissy's a brunette. Oh, there we yep. go. There How you doing, Eddie? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming in. Uh, how are things out in New Hampshire? Uh, not too bad. We're a little more open than you guys if yeah. we don't have a mask <laughs> mandate. Yeah. Thank goodness. What do you think of that salon uh, situation out in San Francisco? we got 20 seconds here, but uh, very quickly, Pelosi, salon, and that whole situation. Oh, I think it's totally disgusting, um, Pelosi, and I'm very proud of um, the salon owner speaking up. She uh, raised about $350,000 on the GoFundMe. Oh, She's reopening, and she's got a brand-new place uh, to operate. So yeah. are you enjoying the, the beautiful skies and uh, environs of New Mexico? I love it here. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. That's nice. Well, we got to add to uh, as much as we possibly can here the state of New Mexico. So, uh, even and, though and another conservative. Another Ooh. conservative, but it, we are quasi Closed for business, so to speak, but we're open to anybody who wants to move here, as is evidenced by the number of license plates you see from Oregon, Washington, and California right now. Well, Eddie, we had an issue, though, yesterday up in uh, Hemet Springs. We were looking to um, check in. If you want to check in up to the um, the hot springs there oh, in Hemet sure. Springs, yeah. you have to be from New Mexico. They, right. yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they check your ID, yeah. but, you know, when you want to vote here in New Mexico, no problem. Who cares? Kind of interesting, isn't it? Um, but uh, hopefully people aren't harassing you too much out there. Uh, no, it's How did great. they handle that? I kind of like to get an idea. How did they you, – you checked in, and they said, no, you're not allowed because – No, we, the, were, we, we were looking to, to check in um, for, my, for my birthday next month when I turned 
fifty. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, but it said you can only check in if you're a New Mexico resident. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'm I'm good to go. But I mean, you know, Chrissy was looking at the reservations, and she said, Jay, I I can't check in. You have wow. to be a New Mexico resident. Um, okay, open like, open yep. for our tourist industry, aren't we here yep. under MLG? That's, yeah. Well, I yep. don't know, Jay. If you want to stick around, you can offer a little bit of commentary uh, for your sure. friend uh, Mark uh, Ronchetti. Uh, yep. We're going to be. Uh, Getting a, a report on how things are, are going overall, we're going to start in. Uh, all this is fed directly by KOB Channel 4. We suggest that uh, you go to KOB Channel 4 if you want to watch the debate. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Obviously, they're over the air. Uh, wherever your subscriber happens uh, to be, you can pick it up uh, there as well. Uh, Direct TV, etc. Let's kick off the debate. Mark Ronchetti, Ben Ray Lujan, and Bob Walsh. At our studio, Ben Ray Lujan is in his campaign office in Albuquerque, and Bob Walsh is at his home in Santa Fe. Because of COVID-19 risks, we gave candidates the option to appear from wherever they feel safest. There is a crew from KOB with each remote candidate to provide timekeeping, enforce oh, our rules, and to provide the live technology to broadcast out of their locations. And a timekeeper has been provided to Mr. Ronchetti here in our studio. Candidates will have one minute for you think that remarks. You think that gives him uh, an advantage, uh, Jay, being in the actual studio, and the other two candidates decided to do it from home? I think it gives the other guys from home an advantage because you know they're feeding uh, Ben Ray with some information because he's not very quick on his feet. I wouldn't feed. doubt it. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, that's yeah, actually I appreciate that... Mark actually being there and in live in the studio. It's just ridiculous. I mean, Ben Ray to not do that is um, not a smart move, but I'm sure he's getting fed information on the well, side. Well, you said it, it played to hit the advantage for him. So. Exactly. There's Chris Ramirez. You hear him uh, oftentimes here on the radio. This is Bob Walsh. On behalf of myself and the other candidates, and on behalf of the viewers, we very much appreciate KOB giving us this opportunity to have a frank exchange of views so that the voters have better options, better understanding of what they are voting for. How much do we know about Bob Walsh, uh, Dowd? Can you comment uh, a little background? Have you met the man? I, I must say I'm a little behind the, the eight ball on this. I, he You're is, a libertarian, I believe, right? I believe, uh, well, you have been. I'm a lowercase libertarian. I'm a okay. philosophical libertarian. I'm not a libertarian party activist. There's, Got it. There's a difference. Um, so I, I heard this morning he was a scientist, so let me, let me look up his bio for you. Okay. time to discuss each matter carefully. And I gotta admit the the wires not a good look, Jay, popping out of his ears there. Uh, I know you can't really see it, but uh, I get it on uh, KOB in my uh, app. Oh, there you go. So you can see it. Oh, there's Tessa. You may now begin your introduction. Tessa, thanks very much. Thanks to KOB. This is the only studio I haven't gone live from, so it's good to get that off the old bucket list. And you know, when we thought about getting involved in this race, my wife and I thought about our daughters, Ava and Ella. We want them to grow up in the country that we grew up in, a country where they can chase their dreams, and that really only depends on how hard they're willing to work for them. That's their only limitation. But in New Mexico now, that's getting harder and harder. We don't educate our kids well enough. We don't have safe enough streets. And we don't have the job opportunities that so many of our families deserve. What's happening in Washington isn't working for New Mexico. And if we keep sending the same people back, they're going to get the same results. I'll give my opponent credit. In Congress, he has risen the ladder. But the question is this. Did my opponent end up 
as Nancy Pelosi's assistant speaker because he was looking out for your best interest. That question answers itself, and you deserve better, and I hope to get your vote. Mr. Ronchetti, thank you. Very ben, effective you opening. I very good. Very good. Liked it. Well, good evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in tonight. I'm Bedre Lujan. I'm proud to be born and raised in New Mexico. My dad, Ben, was a union iron worker. My mom, Carmen, retired from a local public school district. I'm fourth generation on the small farm out in Ambet, where I learned from my parents and grandparents to value hard work and understand that no job is too big or too small. Look, COVID-19 has hit every one of your lives very hard. And that's why I've worked to deliver resources to help you rebuild and to recover. I've also worked to expand and increase coverage to uh, get quality health care. I've also been proud to make sure that I was leading to protect people with pre-existing conditions because a cancer diagnosis should not lead to bankruptcy or losing your home. I'm also very proud that I've helped lead initiatives to invest in New Mexico's economy, investment in our national labs and our bases, and also deliver infrastructure like the Navajo Nation Gallup Water Pipeline. My name is Ben Ray Lujan, and I look forward to the conversation tonight, and I hope to earn your vote. Mr. Lujan, thank you. All Let's right. jump into our questions. Here's uh, Chris Ramirez, KOB Channel 4. Senate ...about whether or not to confirm Supreme Court Justice nominee Amy Coney Barrett. Her confirmation possibility excites anti-abortion activists who believe she may be the pivotal vote to reverse Roe v. Wade. Here's the question. Do you believe Roe v. Wade needs to be upheld or overturned? And we're going to start this question with Mr. Mark Ronchetti. You know, Chris, I think part of the issue here is litmus tests. And when you go with a blind question and you say Roe versus Wade right now, it's a very difficult question to answer simply because you don't know what the case will be. But I will say this right now, and as Judge Gorsuch has said, it is currently settled law. Now, not knowing what comes next, that'll have to be determined by the justices at the time. But I think one thing here ends up being a key, and that is now the Supreme Court has turned into such a bitter political battle. All this is is the two sides getting together and fighting it out with each other, litmus test after litmus test, and it's gotten very, very ugly. If we go back to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and you remember, she got 96 votes to get onto the Supreme Court, not because 96 senators agreed with her judicial philosophy. What they agreed with, though, is they agreed that she was qualified, but that's no longer where we are. We start off with litmus tests, and then we get to the personal attacks. That's what we're seeing on Amy, Amy Coney Barrett right now. Her faith is being attacked. Everything is being pulled out to go after someone personally. And that's part of my problem and one of the reasons I'm running. And that is we have to take this partisanship out of this process. We cannot turn the courts into something that is a political battle constantly, constantly, constantly. And one other thing that really concerns me is the fact that when you end up with these fights on either side, the only people that get left behind are the people here in New Mexico. It's a bad answer for a Terrible Republican. Answer. You not, just not answer. totally bombed yeah. the first uh, question. Yep. Dodge. Not helping Chris, thank you for this important question. I support Roe v. Wade. It's the law of the land, and it should not be overturned. And that's going to be an important part of the conversation during these upcoming confirmation hearings. But look, make no mistake, President Trump and Mitch McConnell are trying to ram through this Supreme Court nomination so that they can repeal the Affordable Care Act. President Trump, Senate Republicans, and House Republicans filed a lawsuit to try to overturn the Affordable Care Act. And here's the truth. Here are the facts, and here's the reality. The day after the U.S. Supreme Court would repeal the Affordable Care Act, 
All of your protections, for those of you that have cancer or diabetes, those are called pre-existing conditions. All those protections would go away. All those protections that were built into the Affordable Care Act would be repealed. And that's just a travesty. The other thing that was important today is I think all of you saw the polling across America where people across New Mexico and across the United States, they want Mitch McConnell and Senate Republicans to have the same urgency in coming together with a COVID deal to provide relief to the American people before they move forward with their confirmation and, uh, of the Supreme Court justice. So I'm certainly hopeful that Mitch McConnell will be listening to the American people and that we can do what's right to find a deal and be able to get it across the finish line. Clear, concise, you know where he's at. That was easy. For the same question. The basis for the decision on Roe v. Wade was the right of privacy. There was an absolute right of privacy with a patient and their health care workers. And no health care treatment can be made illegal unless that right to privacy is violated. So I have every confidence that any qualified Supreme Court nominee will uphold Roe v. Wade. As for the Affordable Care Act, that is bad law. Just lost this libertarian's vote. The federal government was never given authority over health care. When I was young, I was taught in my civics class that health care was an example of the Tenth Amendment that a power not given to Congress was reserved for the states. So, libertarians believe that we should have a free market in health care, that everyone should be able to choose the level of insurance they want, the doctors they want, and the treatments they want. And the ex very existence of a Health and Human Services Department is ridiculous because it does not provide health. What it does is takes our money, keeps some of it, and returns the rest to hospitals and states with rules. We can just pretty much consider Bob Walsh at this point someone like the timeout. No yeah, you know, like just rest your eyes, rest your ears. Get your cut man to come out and work on your face. Millions of Americans continue to need help during this COVID-19 pandemic. Oh yeah, so if you are crafting a relief package, what are your top two priorities to be added into the legislation? And also, what would you refuse to include? And we are going to start with this question with Representative Lujan. Well, Tessa, it's not just two priorities that are important for relief for the American people. COVID-19 has hit every family across New Mexico and across America. Over 210,000 people have died, many here at home. And that's why it's been important every step of the way to put people first, to make sure that there was support. they got to get a new sound man over at KOB4. You hear that? Yeah, yeah. And there should be another round of direct payments for people across New Mexico of $1,200. It's going to be important that there's more support for people that have lost their jobs through no fault of their own with unemployment insurance. There needs to be the inclusion. So, so Ben Ray is uh, playing, uh, as you can yeah. hear, uh, Jay Block, uh, right down the line. He's hitting all the uh, high points of, oh, everyone's going through it. This has been tough. And, you know, the irony of this whole thing that's generally lost in the overall media, and we don't need to hear what Ben Ray is saying because it's, it's standard. Um, what you're hearing in, in his communication is that he empathizes, he's with you, and he has been working hard to get them the help that they need. And Michelle Lujan Grisham is now quarantined. Like, this whole entire thing is just theater. 
at this point. But they don't realize the irony is that the Democrats actually are the one who created this entire problem in the state of Mexico. There's no substance. There's no blame on the governor for shutting the economy none. down. There's none at all. I mean, the people are hurting. We're depressed. Alcohol issues, domestic violence, crime issues. And it goes right back to the governor and all of our Democratic cronies here in New Mexico. Yeah. So, And uh, Ben Ray is one of them. He's talking the party line like well, he's supposed to. Yep, there's, uh, the fix is in there for those guys. Walsh, your turn. The, the response of the federal government has been atrocious. Okay, so we can probably just uh, set aside. Immediately, Ben Ray starts writing on his deal. Um, how much do you actually think this What did we find out about Bob Walsh's background? Uh, you know, like, like most, uh, as you say, strange white people in New Mexico, yeah. uh, PH, you know, B, B, PhD, uh, no, two masters, I'm sorry, uh, BS physics, uh, masters mathematics, masters biology, uh, he's been involved in consultation worldwide in safety, reliability, nuclear security, specializing in uncertainty analysis. So your typical New Mexico scientist type dude. Um, I'm sure a very nice guy, but he comes from the liberal. Yeah, uh, he comes from the cosmetarian. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. left leaning. Listen, there are people who think abortion is the greatest thing in the world who think that Roe v. Wade was decided poorly and, and privacy was just invented in the Ninth right. Amendment. So that that was a terrible answer on Roe v. Wade. Terrible. Yeah. And you're withholding on your pay stub. That is your money being taken to Washington, where they're keeping some of it. Was there a primary for uh, the Libertarian nomination, Dad? I, I don't believe there was. <laughs> you got 100%. Uh, well, uh, it's obvious. Finally? It's obvious Mr. there Mr. isn't. Uh, let's listen. Well, guys, I think a couple things here. First Turn of all, on. we have to be able to provide help to those targeted businesses that did not receive help during the original CARES Act here. And there are a tremendous amount of them here across New Mexico. So we can definitely do that right out of the chute here. Also, we need liability protection for businesses that are doing it safely and they're doing it right. They shouldn't have to fear frivolous lawsuits in all of this. And we also have to start bringing manufacturing back to this state and to this country. Look, COVID laid bare the fact that the Chinese had a great deal of our supply chains under their control. That has to stop, and those jobs can come here to New Mexico. So the group that can help most with that would be Congress. They could step in right now, but that is not happening. We've watched two months of fighting going on between the House and the Senate on both sides, and it's leaving everybody here at home out to dry. And you mentioned in the question, what are two things you wouldn't include? Well, the House has included letting violent criminals out of prison as part of a COVID relief bill. That doesn't belong there. Not only that, they also included tax breaks for millionaires and billionaires in California and in New York. I have no idea what that is doing in a COVID relief bill. And Congressman Lujan is right in the middle of this. He can go to Nancy Pelosi and say, take this stuff out. Let's get something done. Let's work across the aisle. But when politics comes first, everybody else here stands and watches, even in a pandemic, and it doesn't have to be this way. That's a perfect That's encapsulation of the Ron Teddy campaign. Yep. There's no labels. Let's bring everybody together. Uh, you know, I'm not a radical. You know, he's, that, he's that, running, that's he's running, speak. Yeah, yeah. He's running to uh, be head referee. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, let's all get together. We can work this out. Yeah. He points to in his attack ads on television and that he just included. Was there ever... Okay, let's go back to the... Something done. Let's work across the aisle. But when politics comes first, everybody else here stands and watches, even in a pandemic, and it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah, so I guess I'm just going to pause this uh, here. So we're not going to be up to date, and I don't know that we actually need to be, mm. just to be honest. I mean, we're uh, good, but... Um, the first uh, shot out of the box for Ron Ketty, bad. 
I mean, he, he well, left he's himself following open. Strategy. I don't think it's a great strategy, but he's hewing to that strategy, well, which he's, is... he's playing the numbers, the Democrat numbers. Soccer moms in yep. the suburbs. That's yep. who he's playing to. I mean, and he thinks it's going to... Well, maybe maybe it will, maybe it won't. But we'll leaving the red red meat Republicans just like hanging out to dry? Yeah. You know, you're, you're not going to strengthen anything because you're not offering a difference, and that's the problem. Well, and couldn't he have offered at least 20 seconds on one of the reasons we're suffering so bad in New Mexico is because we have an unnecessary lockdown perpetrated by Ben Ray Lujan's buddy, Perfect. the governor. Nail that, was, him. He, that didn't have to be his whole speech, but just a little hit section be, there. Hit him between the eyes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that would be good because that's exactly what Ben Ray does in this next part. Let's listen to the question from Tessa. Mr. Ronchetti, thank you, and I do want to give a rebuttal opportunity to Representative Lujan on that. You have 45 seconds, Representative. Look, Mark Ronchetti just can't seem to tell the truth. Nowhere in the HEROES Act, which he points to in his attack ads on television and that he just included, was there ever a vote or language to release violent criminals? Um, he's even accusing that the language included the release uh, of other folks. He's absolutely wrong, and he continues to mislead voters across New Mexico. And it's important that every one of you be fact-checking him all, all night. Lastly, look, Mitch McConnell has been absent when it comes to these negotiations. He's not been at the table. And the first five bills that we were able to pass that the president signed, Mark Meadows was not a part of those negotiations. He needs to leave the room. Okay, so there's a couple of things that are happening here visually that you can't see here on radio, which is why I encourage you to go watch it on TV if you can, okay? If you're on the radio, we'll continue to do it audibly, and I'll tell you about it. But uh, KOB is doing their best Chris Wallace. Uh, they're messing with Ron Ketty's mic. They haven't told either Ron Ketty or Bob Walsh that they're on camera because the facial uh, expressions coming from Mark Ron Ketty, not good. So he should know when he's on camera and when he's not on camera. Yeah, they're yeah. probably not letting him know. Uh, In all okay. fairness, I think they're not letting Ron Ketty know because I guarantee you Ron Ketty would not be making the faces that, he was, that he's making um, if he knew that he was not on camera or, hmm. or if he thought he was not on camera. I think sure. that's... That's a fair thing they should be told when they're on, when they're off. And I think that just, if, the, if that's anything, it's either poor preparation of the people who prepped Mark, uh, as well as the advantages that, uh, and let's just, let's put it right where it is. No doubt, uh, liberal media is in the corner for the Democrats. And with Ben Ray making huge purchases of a lot of ads, uh, trust me, folks. Elections can be bought. And I'm happy to tell you that I believe progress has been made, and I look forward to getting back before the election so that way we can get something across the finish line. Thank you. We're going to move on to our next question, and it comes from the editor-in-chief of the Santa Fe New Mexican, Phil Casaus. Phil. <laughs> Chris, uh, the Department of Energy has plans to increase plutonium pit production to 30 by 2026. Do you believe that an increased plutonium pit production at Los Alamos creates safety issues for northern New Mexico and our state in general? Congressman Lujan, you're up first. All right, so Congressman Lujan got two questions let off first. There's another advantage. That just happened. Yeah, we got to count that, those. Yeah, you yeah. you got to you got to move across the board. So that should have gone to Walsh. That's the third question, third candidate, whatever. They should have ran that to the next person and let him restructure the order. And that's a, a point of clarification. Mark Ronchetti could easily say, you know what? No, that should be, be for Bob Walsh. Yeah. You know, and I think that will show his command and his, um, you know, sort of directing things. I think that's very important. Wouldn't that be right, Jay? You were in a debate last week. Yeah. Um you got to make sure that because you get into a zone when you're told what the rules are, you're in a zone, that's what you're expecting. So that can throw you off a little bit. But getting back to Ben Ray, the one thing Ben Ray is doing very well is he's hitting the Republicans hard, where Ron Ketty is not hitting the Democrats. He's talking about both sides are at fault. 
and, and that just that's not really doing it for me right now. Uh, he's got to hit hard and keep hitting hard. Uh, ben Rain tying him to uh, the governor and all and Nancy Pelosi and all the leftist stuff that's in these bills that just hurts New Mexicans. Well, how many times has Ben Ray mentioned McConnell? Versus how many times has Ron Ketty mentioned Pelosi? I mean, it's probably like five to one at this point. Well, he did in the outset. I thought he, <laughs> he had did, a very yeah. good start. Yeah. We we all uh, admired him for his uh, start on that. And uh, we're going to blow through Bob Walsh's response, even though he's got the scientific background. Look, our national labs in New Mexico help change the world. They create opportunities for people all across our state, people like my dad. My dad was a union iron worker. We had a roof over our head because of his work up at Los Alamos. I've been proud to move legislation that makes investments when it comes to workforce resources in our communities as well, partnering with the DOE as well as with community colleges like Northern New Mexico College. And the important mission work that's taking place at Los Alamos helps to fund those initiatives. As a matter of fact, a lot of the work that also takes place in the area of nonproliferation comes from that mission work that you're asking the question about um, as well, Phil. And so, look, I've been proud to support the budgets with investments with Los Alamos and Sandia National Laboratories, and I'm willing to make sure that I'm putting in the work to make sure we're driving investments here at home, not just with our labs, but also with our bases. New Mexico is home to three incredible laboratories, Sandia, Los Alamos, and the Air Force Research Labs. And we need to continue to drive science. Heck, I was even proud to be on a call with Senator Udall and Senator Heinrich, as well as Sochi and Deb Holland with Secretary Barrett, to make sure that we're putting in a fight to be able to get the Space Force located right here in New Mexico. We know how to make investments in our state and our people deliver to make a difference when it comes to national security. Talk talk about that. You know a lot about national security. And very quickly, qualify yourself first before responding. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, nuclear weapons guy. I currently work for a nuclear science and technology consulting firm. Uh, supporting uh, different clients on Kirtland Air Force Base. And Ben Ray didn't even answer the question at all. We, the question was about uh, safety. And he could have answered, I, I'm working with the Department of Energy to make sure things are safe at Los Alamos and Sandia. Didn't answer that at all. It was just, uh, he, he had to pivot from it because he doesn't have any clue, any technical expertise on what goes on in the labs. He talked about investing and getting more things here. When it came, comes to the Space Force, there's no way they're coming to Albuquerque. They're going to Colorado Springs. That's where Headquarters Air Force Base Command is. That's where the 21st uh, Space Wing is, the 50th Space Wing. Uh, it's, uh, it's very space-focused up there in Colorado Springs, has been for years. So that call he had with those uh, two senators and a couple other Congress uh, women was a complete waste of time. It's not coming to Albuquerque. So he's just trying to say he's advocating for New Mexico when he knows he's not. Uh, he's also completely wrong. The Air Force Research Lab is not based in Albuquerque. It's based at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. There are some, direct, headquarters. There are some directorates here, uh, I, admittedly at Kirtland, but he, he, he gave a wrong impression. He also, this little pudgy nitwit, doesn't know the difference between the Space Force and Space Command. Uh, if you want to know the difference between that, ladies and gentlemen, go to my column, uh, com. last week's column, where I lay it all out But he you. could have tied, tied into White Sands Missile Range with more research. That's oh, yeah. what I would have yeah. done, yeah. because yeah. you got the lab, both labs, you've got White Sands Missile Range, and you have other, other tenant units on Kirtland Air Force Base that are doing a lot of different research with uh, Missile Defense Agency, oh, Air yeah, Force yeah. Research Lab. Yeah. So it's just an awful answer. L- literally awful. got things wrong. He had no clue what he was talking yep. about. All right, let's uh, continue. We'll hear from Bob Walsh. I often say when there's something bad happening somewhere in the world, someone from our labs is there figuring out what's happening. And when there's something good, rest assured, someone from our labs is there making sure it gets done. 
Okay, we're going to go over to Mark Ronchetti for this answer now. Yeah, Phil, I, I think you make a fair point. I think our labs are a critical part of our investment in our communities here, and there's no doubt they're a critical part of our nuclear mission, and that will continue. And I think we do that as well as anybody in the world here, and of course that needs to be supported. And not only do we need to support that, we need to make sure that the channels that bring innovation out of the labs and into our communities need to be bolstered here. We have two of the very best labs in the world here in the state of New Mexico. And we have some avenues to help people out in that process to get jobs and to take that technology and move it to the private sector. But unfortunately, we don't have enough and we need to continue to do that. And while I appreciate the congressman's support that he mentions here, it's support that has been spotty at best. If you go back to 2018, in House Resolution 1625, he voted to cut troop pay while voting to raise his own pay. I don't understand when we listen to these answers, we hear one New Mexico Ben Ray, and then we hear the D.C. Ben Ray with the actual record here. There was an NDAA, and, and that was basically a national defense authorization that he voted against. That took money away. You can't have it both ways. You can't say you support everybody around every corner, and then when you actually look at the real hard votes, they don't show the same thing. Jay, I'll let you respond first. Ben Ray uh, trying to take command, sticking his hand up as soon as his name is evoked. Uh, detailed uh, writing notes. Uh, one of the things that was alluded to there is a, uh, unfortunately, and he may not be aware of Mark Ronchetti, but TVC closed down uh, a couple of years ago. And that's the first thing that he went to. You know of it, of course, Dowd. But that was an attempt to go ahead and uh, squeeze the uh, brain drain uh, and prevent it from going out of state and keeping it here. TVC failed. Um, John Freisinger, who's the former director of that, uh, went to uh, Innovate ABQ. And, you know, that was a Lockheed Martin-funded uh, uh, venture, I, I believe, uh, that was funded. But uh, your response to Mark's uh, comment? Uh, I, I thought he hit him really hard on the NDAA. That's the National Defense Authoriz Authorization Act. What that is is that's our defense budget. And inside that defense budget is the personnel costs and the pay raises for our, our forces. And for uh, the Congressman Lujan to vote no when we have three Air Force bases, a large veteran population, uh, that was a really good um, hit by Ron Ketty on Ben Ray because that really shows where, where Ben Ray is because he's not spoken once uh, on veterans' issues. He hasn't advocated for uh, waiving pension tax at the states, hasn't advocated for helping uh, disabled veterans get their property taxes cut based on their disability rating with the VA. And when you're voting against uh, New Mexico, um, by the way, we have a large Air Guard, National Guard presence. You're voting against the pay for them as well. That was that was um, probably uh, one of the best hit so far by Ron Ketty. Down very quickly. Yeah, politically, policy-wise, Jay and I probably disagree. <laughs> but pretty sound overall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good, yeah. better response? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to... We do need to give Mr. Bob Walsh an opportunity to answer this question, and then we will give Representative Ben Ray Lujan an answer to an opportunity to rebut. Well, let's start with Bob Walsh. I have spent a career working on nuclear safety. I have had have been involved in subcontracts from both Los Alamos and Sandia Labs. The great fear of nuclear industry pollution is greatly exaggerated. On the other hand, do we have no need for atomic weapons 
with the user. Right, we gotta, we gotta move past this. Would have wow. preferred uh, just you, <laughs> Mr. Benry Lawton. Thank you, Chris. Well, this is a time to fact check Mark Ronchetti number two, three, and four. First off, I've never voted for a pay raise for myself. Second, I've consistently voted for pay raises for the military, including a 3% pay raise, pay raise this year alone. And then, look, lastly, with our national labs, I've been proud to be a co-chair of our national labs caucus. Democrats and Republicans working together. We've been driving investments in New Mexico. Even when President Trump's budget tried to cut the cleanup budgets for our national labs. So... Oh, and sorry, the last thing, Chris, $6 billion in infrastructure in lab modernization was included in the infrastructure package we passed out of the House, which would benefit New Mexico, in addition to those workforce programs that I talked about earlier, driving workforce development right here at home. I'm proud to support our national labs, and shame on you, Mark. Yeah, that's, that's completely false, because what Ben Ray is not telling you is that every presidential administration has something called the NPR, the uh, Nuclear Posture Review and President Trump has been pouring hundreds of billions of dollars into the, the nuclear enterprise. Uh, so Ben Ray is really trying to take credit for uh, yep. President Trump's vision. On They're this. updating everything, the ICBMs, the bomber, well, and we're, the subs. We're updating the Miniman 3 ICBM <laughs> yeah. to something called ground-based strategic deterrent, GBSD. We're, we're uh, doing a new bomber, B-21. Uh, we're doing uh, up, upgrading and, uh, um, I'll just say, enhancing, upgrading some of our weapons for uh, safety enhancements. Uh, I'll leave it at that. But have uh, we ever had better uh, better coverage of a debate in terms of the uh, <laughs> real time <laughs> real time fact checking? Yes, yeah. yeah. Boom 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 boom. Just uh, yeah, Ben Race he has no clue what's going on in the nuclear enterprise. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate those comments. And out of fairness, uh, we are going to give Mark Ronchetti an opportunity, and that will be the last rebuttal, and then we'll move on to the question with Tessa. Yes. Congressman, you've been in Washington for 12 years. Please I have no on. doubt there are little bills you can point to and there are votes you can point to that you can say you support this that or anything I have no question that there isn't a single subject that you don't have in your quiver on that but the question is do you support our troops our labs consistently so they know they is there a dog somebody hear a dog I, I, heard, I, I, I heard a I bark. I heard a dog this is where Ron Ketty can get Ben Ray because he's been in Congress since 2008 in the, in the eight years of the Obama administration we had the lowest pay raises uh, in the military since World War II. So, I mean, because I, I lived it in my last eight years on active duty was under uh, the Obama administration. So um, so Ben Ray did support the lowest pay raises uh, for the military in the last those last eight years of the Obama administration. Uh, why didn't you run for Senate, anyway? I was asked, I said I'm no. Gonna, I'm going to start from the very beginning. Let's, uh, let, let's start uh, Mark Ronchetti's answer again. And out of fairness, uh, we are going to give Mark Ronchetti an opportunity, and that will be the last rebuttal, and then we'll move on to the question with Tessa. Yes. Right. Congressman, you've been in Washington for 12 years. I have no doubt there are little bills you can point to, and there are votes you can point to that you can say you support this, that, or anything. I have no question that there isn't a single subject that you don't have in your quiver on that. But the question is, do you support our troops, our labs consistently so they know they never have to worry about that support? And unfortunately, it's not the case. You're not always on board. And so when you look at these issues, all I'm saying is, Congressman, people deserve to know that their senator will never let down the labs and the bases we have here. It's something Senator Diminishy established, and it's something I'll follow up with. Okay, Mr. Ronchetti, thank you. And we're actually going to stay with you for a bit because this is a question specifically for you only, Mr. Ronchetti. In this campaign, you stated President Trump has handled the COVID-19 crisis very well. 
Do you still agree with that analysis? And if so, what evidence can you provide to support a successful handling? No, Tessa, what I said at the time was that knowing what we knew, that we moved ahead as well as we could. Look, there are a lot of people in this process, and I give our leaders some grace on this, including Nancy Pelosi. We have a lot of people in Congress who looked at this, and we didn't... Uh, I'm going to go back and rewind the tape. Uh, do you mind? Nope. Okay, thank you. Ron Ketty, in this campaign, you stated President Trump has handled the COVID-19 crisis very well. Do you still agree with that analysis? And if so, what evidence can you provide to support a successful handling? No, Tessa, what I said at the time was that knowing what we knew, that we moved ahead as well as we could. Look, there are a lot of people in this process, and I give our leaders some grace on this, including Nancy Pelosi. We have a lot of people in Congress who looked at this, and we didn't know what we were looking at here. But we have made some real progress here. But have things gone wrong? Absolutely. Have we done as well as we should have? Absolutely not. So here is where we are, and here are the things we did to make some progress. Number one, the Defense Production Act was helpful in getting ventilators to people who needed them, and that was critical here. The China travel ban, that was important too, and we're moving quickly toward a vaccine here. So all of those have gone well, there's no question. But now we sit here, and instead of looking back in hopes of pitting both political parties against each other, with will, which will do absolutely nothing, we need to look ahead and say, where are we with the next COVID relief bill? We've been waiting months, and you see the House and the Senate fighting it out once again, and there's nothing being done. And what I hope the congressman would do is step up here, and you can fact-check it all you want. If you want to fact-check Heroes uh, Bill 6800 or Heroes 2, 925, for exactly what was in there on the early release of violent criminals or the tax breaks for those who absolutely don't deserve them. They're in there, and that's what happens when politics takes over. This is too important now to start start going back and forth pointing at each other. How about Congress sits down and solves something for the American people? And, Congressman, I know you can lead that. Mr. Oh, oh, boy. Can we all get along? Can we all get along? Uh, Jay, you first. You don't want to hear what I have to say. Um, that was... That, that was a little bit um, broken and convoluted. Um, he really needs to talk about the president acting right away uh, with shutting the band, uh, shutting the uh, uh, flights down from China and then uh, Europe and talking about Ben Ray and Nancy Pelosi, you know, calling that uh, racist yep. and xenophobic, yep. but yet all the way uh, into February in Chinatown telling them it's not a big deal, you know, please come out and please, you know, live life normal. And they were saying that all the way into March. And then Joe Biden was saying that for a long time. And then I would say the president has tried to work with the governors especially our governor here in New Mexico, who has kept this uh, place shut down when everyone else, <laughs> look at South Dakota, the model they used, other states. Why, why hasn't uh, Ben Ray talked to the governor about looking at the model other states have used? Why hasn't, um, why hasn't Ben Ray supported the president on pushing this legislation through? Why hasn't Ben Ray talked to Nancy Pelosi about stopping this legislation uh, and playing political games? So, I, you know, trying to give Nancy Pelosi credit is uh, not the way to go. Uh, Doug? Uh, that's that. What you heard from him was programmed political consultant professional speak, basically. Um, just again playing to the soccer moms in the suburbs who don't like all that nasty fighting in politics. Uh, keep it up, Mark. We'll see if it works on election day. I don't think it will. Yeah, there's no way that'll work. Uh, it was really bad from the standpoint of not just enabling 
and complimenting one Nancy Pelosi, but then at the very end encapsulating what seemed to be like a sordid journey through I'm not sure what I'm saying, yep, yep. Um, and then uh, capping it off by Ben Ray, I know you can lead the charge in Congress uh, to go ahead and make this happen. Ouch. Uh, I think that's exactly why we don't want Ben Ray to go is because <laughs> right. we don't want him leading any charges, <laughs> Mark. And you have to remember that Ben Ray is not the guy that you want. So it, to say, uh, even in a backhanded compliment sort of way or any way, give off the idea that uh, Ben Ray is a leader, uh, I think is really bad for, for your campaign. Uh, we'll see Ben Ray's response here. Drunk heavy, thank you. And Phil Casals with the Santa Fe, New Mexican. Oh, and, Mex and incidentally, he did not answer the question. Mm. So uh, there was no question. There was nothing that was pro-Trump. Did you notice? Did you guys miss that? that nope. Kind of, okay, just nope. want to make sure you... You noticed there was nothing positive said about our president, and the words President Trump were not uttered. Question for everyone tonight. Phil. Thanks, Tessa. This question is for uh, Mr. Walsh. Um, Mr. Walsh, the New Mexican quoted you in a candidate uh, questionnaire saying that COVID-19 is a long-term problem. All right, we know. There's nothing I want to hear from him. So. Cost of Medicare if you want to watch the whole 30? thing, you're I'm an, under no financial... Uh, broadcast obligation to carry everything. You're, you're watching it as I'm watching it. And as far as I'm concerned, anything that comes out of Bob Walsh, I don't have to actually listen to if I don't want, want to. I'm sure he's a nice old man. I'm sure he is, and I'd be glad to have him in here yeah. on a slow Friday afternoon uh, for an interview. Uh, <laughs> Before a three-day week. $3 trillion over a decade. How do you propose Americans pay for that, and would you be willing to cut from other programs? This, this is an important question about health care, and I'm open to plans that will drive down the cost and reduce premiums and increase access to quality care for people across America. If there's anything we've learned during COVID, it's that when people get sick or they think they're sick, they should be able to get a test. Second, if they're sick, they should be able to see a doctor. Now, there are many estimates that also show the savings that this plan would generate. And by the way, for people, it would mean no deductibles and no premiums. And look, let's just face this. The United States right now is investing more in healthcare than any other industrialized nation, but people aren't getting the support that they need. Um, and that's why I'm open to ideas that will drive down the cost of care. It's All right, just nothing. Sorry. There's nothing for me. And that we are not doing New Mexico. All right. So there we go. I'm, I'm kind of uh, done with that. Thanks to uh, KB Channel 4 as we uh, sat and listened in uh, on that debate. I guess they're taking their first time out. You can watch the rest of it on KB Channel 4 uh, if you'd like. Final words from you, Jay Block. Uh, I wasn't wowed. <laughs> um, I thought Ron Ketty could have really attacked him harder, attacked Ben Ray's record harder, attached, no attached him to uh, uh, the speaker, to the governor, uh, to Antifa, uh, to the violence in the streets. He could have uh, attached Ben Ray in, from 2008 when uh, Obama was elected, supporting uh, the stimulus, which was over $1 trillion, supporting Obamacare, which actually raised people's premiums. They lost their insurance. They didn't have competition where they could go across state lines. Um, you know, there's so much there uh, to pick on Ben Ray, and it fell a little bit short tonight. Yeah. Uh, my whole life I've been told by Republicans in my home state of Connecticut. I've been told in, by many Republicans in New Mexico. I've been told by national Republicans how we need people like Mitt Romney and John McCain, uh, middle-of-the-road people so we can go for the, the soccer moms in the suburbs. Uh, Donald, Donald Trump proved all of that thinking wrong. The failure of Mitt Romney pr proved that wrong. The failure of John McCain proved that wrong. Uh, I think that you take bold positions uh, and you have a bold vision and you draw a very strong 
strong contrast between your and opponent, your, you and your opponent. Attack when you have to. You don't have to be crazy nasty, um, but draw that very strong distinction between your brand and their brand. Obviously, the, the McCluskeyites want nothing to do with that strategy with their candidate, and I think it's just going to bring them to well, ru- ruin this year. But, I mean, in 12 years he's been in Congress in the 3rd Congressional District. There's still people up there with no running water. Yeah, there's still people Excellent there with point. no no Excellent electricity. Yeah. Well, these are easy things to point out, and it's unfortunate that he didn't draw uh, to create those contrasts. Point, but yeah. it's not like he was looking to do so, Jay. And that's the problem is, you know, when you go for the kill, you know, you got to fully scalp them, and uh, you know, I hate yeah. to put it in, in these terms, but you got to you know got to go for the head. Well, but you there's a way you can do it without without. There's a way you can do it by, by saying this this policy. Been, these policies that have been supported by opponent are a failure. Uh, I, I, I know someone, literally, I'm speaking as me now, I know someone who uh, spoke to one of the doctors from Doctors Without Borders who went onto some of the territories and the tribal lands and said these, these conditions are as bad as we've seen in the third world. And what have you done to help these people, Ben Ray? There's a, there's a kind of a moral outrage you could have brought to this. And Ron Kenny's just, he's just playing to the suburbs. And I think it would be interesting to also note to see if whether or not the Ron Kenny campaign has even been in touch uh, with uh, Karen Bedoni. And to, she would have been a great yeah, tool for that. And them. I think yeah. uh, she could have, le- he could have leveraged that. But, or, uh, or the mayor of um, uh, Espanola. Oh, Javier. I, I would have uh, reached out to Javier yeah, yeah. Uh, and said, hey, what, what has Ben Ray done for you guys up here in Espanola for the past 12 years? Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. answer is nothing. Yeah, well, that's uh, yeah. Uh, and Chrissy, uh, I did a little offering, uh, if you don't mind, just on thirty seconds on what your thought was and uh, whether or not uh, that strategy appeals to you or not. Yeah, it definitely does not appeal. I I'm all about laying down the facts and being strong with your values and um, Trump all the way yeah. <laughs> and Republicans all the way. That's all I have to say. Hey, Jay, that's a keeper Be strong. right there. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a keeper. Yeah, yeah there we go. Like, all right, all right. Let's go out to uh, hail to the chief uh, today in honor of our president. Uh, who's telling you to not fear the coronavirus. If you have the coronavirus, please bring it down here to my radio station. Uh, We're looking, to, love, infect, get looking to get infected yes. as yep. quickly as possible. Yep. And I do yep. have access uh, to drugs. And so uh, I can and we know two and, really bright doctors, yeah, don't we? Two, two guys <laughs> that can make the prescriptions for me. All right. Uh, thank God our president is uh, safe, happy, healthy, Amen. and back at home. And uh, thank you for all your prayers uh, for our wonderful president. And we'll see you tomorrow bright and early here in the Kiva. AM 600 KIVA, 93.7 FM. Stay tuned. Bill O'Reilly is next.